Let's talk to Jared Armstrong, who is the CEO of Minute Doc. Jared, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Great to finally be on air. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're calling in from New Zealand, which is, of course, the I guess you'd call it the technical hub, the entrepreneurial, techpreneurial hub of the world. Why is it that New Zealand is just so tech, like, tech savvy and has so many great new products coming out of there. Do you feel more supported in NZ over there or is it just um, is it just because lots of people are doing new and exciting things? Um, look, it's not because uh, we've, we're more supported, I don't think. I think it's, uh, it's just a natural, um, uh, you know, given, given that we're so far away and so isolated, you know, we, you know, we said to, in order to, to be connected and to be able to compete with the rest of the world, we need to use the latest technologies. Um, you know, and, and the other thing I will I will say that is um, really critical and has made been really obvious um, during this latest uh, health health crisis is that uh, the investment that New Zealand, uh, the country, has made in our internet infrastructure is just phenomenal. Um, you know, we've got uh, fiber fiber internet connections, you know, to the home to you know, the vast majority of, of the country, um, you know, so it's just head and shoulders ahead of what you guys have over there and uh, it's made a massive difference in terms of just the, just the ability for, you know, um, you know, huge numbers of people to, you know, immediately just, you know, start working from home rather than from the office and, and to sort of have, not have uh, any sort of major hiccups with um, performance and things like that. It's really interesting, isn't it? What, what investment in just one aspect has such a flow-on effect for so many different aspects, where it's development of small business or development of ideas, or you know the the ability to be able to work remotely, which I guess already before this crisis had become part of the New Zealand working ethos. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent. I mean, I think it, I think it really depends on the industries. Um, I know, especially in the, in the in the tech industries, there's a lot of uh, um, you know uh, startups and businesses that have essentially been operating as remote companies from from day one. Um, I think certainly in uh, you know in the government um, departments, uh, it's been a, a bit of a uh, a bit of a shock to them. I know that they've had to go and source laptops and things like that uh, urgently in order to have people be able to work from home. Um, so I think it's a you know there's it's 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 not uh you know it's not across the board that you know we're um you know we're we're on top of it but i think as a culture um you know as a result of this you know healthcare crisis you know i think uh there's going to be a, a big shift there has been a big shift in terms of attitudes towards working from home yeah um and i think it's going to stick with us so let's talk about um I want to talk a little bit about uh, about time because I think more than ever in this in this recent period in history, we've had to learn to understand what time means for us. And it's not necessarily just increments of getting to work, coming home, getting the job done, timing the amount of time it takes to do the job, but actually a more sensible use of our time because we're more conscious of it, I think, in, in this day and age. Let's talk about um, why it's so important for a small business owner to be conscious and aware of the time that they spend, not just necessarily their team, but they spend in their business. Why is that crucial? Well, I mean, you know, let's, uh, let's not beat around the bush. I mean, no one, you know, that starts a small business thinks, oh, great, I'm looking forward to, to filling out my timesheets, you know, and tracking, tracking my time. Um, you know, they probably, if, if they've started a business and coming from, you know, more of a you know, corporate background, they've probably been filling out timesheets, um, you know, in order to get paid and, and uh, get their holidays and all that sort of stuff. Um, and they think, well, 
you know, that's, that's uh, never touching the timesheet again. But I think, you know, you soon realise, you know, when you're operating a business that the the resource that you're putting in, um, you know, and the most valuable resource is actually your time. Um, and what starts to happen is, you know, you, you have so many things going on, you're so busy and you sort of, you you struggle to realise, well, actually, where am I where am I actually getting the most value for my time um, and how can I how can I get more value from it um, because you know you, 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 you're going to need to to be able to um, you know outsource or, or um, you know give, give different tasks to different people and sort of being able to figure out well these things are taking me a ton of time but they're not much value not much value um, that really helps in terms of making that decision and, and being smart about um, you know you know what you're actually doing one of the exercises I always suggest to small businesses is to actually work out how much a unit of time it costs you to be in business. So, for example, you add up all of your expenses and your overheads, particularly large things like rent or potentially wages, and then you pay yourself a wage. Then you take that all as an annual figure. You divide it by the number of weeks in the year and then you divide it by the number of hours in a week and be kind to yourself and say that it's only 38 hours a week that you work, which is hilarious. And then you end up with this hourly figure. And this gives you an amount of what it actually costs for you to stay running. And if you're not charging that amount per hour then you're, you're running at a loss. Uh, it, it's really important to people to understand what an increment of time is worth in their business. So um, how do you take that value and then determine what your time is worth when you're talking to clients? Why is there a connection between those two things, do you think? Well, I mean, again, it comes fundamentally back to, you know, that, that time is, is, is the resource that, uh, that, you know, that you've got that limited, that's limited and, and, and that's really what you've got to, uh, you know, to make a profit in your business. Um, you know, when it comes to dealing with clients, it's, you know, it, it's, it's all very easy to say, um, you know, to give a quote, a fixed quote for a job or, um, you know, ha- have an idea of what, um, you know, a sort of piece of work is going to cost. But, Generally, what will happen is for certain clients or for certain types of work, um, things will take a little bit longer than you than expected. Um, and then it might perhaps be the opposite in, in, in other areas. And actually, you realise, you know, that actually, you know, certain types of, of tasks or certain types of clients are, are so much more profitable for you. Um, and instead of perhaps, um, you know, focusing on a broad range of types of clients or types of types of work, you might decide to go and, um, you know, specialise or focus in in the areas that actually you're most efficient at and you're the most profitable at. So really... Um, because, I mean, I guess... Sorry, go on. So really you need, I mean, you need almost this bank of data, don't you? You need that bank of data before you can take it to the next to the next step and then understand what that time is worth. Uh, to a certain extent. I mean, the, 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 the value of having the data is, is in, on an ongoing basis is that you can also obviously identify areas where you can improve your efficiency um you know so it's not it's not necessarily um you know the time that things take is, is that you know that's that's always going to be the time that it takes i mean you, you know to, to 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 just be able to have some information about you know how much time you're spending in certain areas of a business um gives you the opportunity to go and figure out well you know if i can buy certain software products or certain tools um, or hire certain other people, what's that going to cost? And being able to kind of compare that to what it's already costing you in time um, and being able to identify, well, where could I be spending that time that's going to save me um, to, 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 you know, to, to better the business going forward. I like the, the way that you describe the, the 
the time that it can take to do certain clients, you know, identifying which clients are the most profitable. And again, you can't do that without the data in front of you. So if, if you're just estimating your time or you're saying, oh, I think I spent about this amount of time working on that, and then it comes to quote a similar job another couple of months down the track, you don't have any knowledge that you can base your next quote on or you can't start putting those prices up incrementally and slightly to start growing your business unless you have that data in the first place. Would I be right in saying that? I mean, yeah, obviously you're always going to have some kind of like anecdotal, you know, experience of, you know, what you feel it was, uh, you know, you spent or what you feel a job is sort of worth, um, you know, your time to do. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, obviously it's going to be significantly more valuable to have, you know, actual hard data, um, especially as, especially as you grow the business and um, and especially as you start bringing on more staff members because while it's all very well, all very easy for you to sort of have a have a um, kind of a complete understanding of you know your entire business and, and where you know who's doing what and how much time people are spending on you know on which things once you start having a team of people then you know that all goes out the window because you know you're not connected you know there's not <laughs> you can't read minds and 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 actually um, Having having the team and yourself kind of have a process around keeping track of you know what you're actually doing, how long it took, um, is is really important to make sure the team's operating efficiently um, and knowing where to improve improve the improve the team um, uh, or, or where perhaps certain employees aren't performing. Um, you know, it's similar to you know the you know, certain clients. Perhaps you've got certain clients that are just constantly taking way longer. Uh, you know, for, for certain jobs than, than they should, or you know, you're constantly getting, you know, five, ten minute calls from them um, that actually, you know, is not really what you want to be doing, but it's taking up a huge chunk of your time and focus. Um, then having that, having that, uh, that data there that you can sort of see, well, you know, we've, we've wasted so much time on on this or, or that for this client, or this employee is only is taking way too much time for doing you know, for this type of task. Um, yeah, that's really important about being able to make smart decisions. You raise a really good point about those KPIs and those situations with your staff um, because I'd like to ask you any advice you might be able to give small business owners who are nervous about broaching that subject with perhaps someone who's been with them for a couple of years. How do you have that conversation with them to bring them on to tracking their time for your business? How do you have that conversation with a long-term employee? Well, I mean, I think the first, the, the you know, the first thing to to keep in mind is that you you want to be operating on the same uh, wavelength in terms of what you're tracking and why. Um, if if your employee thinks you know they need to they need to track you know forty hours or eight hours a day exactly, um, or you're going to be asking questions about you know what they were doing, then you know what's going to happen is you're not going to get kind of the granular accurate information that you want. Um, you're just going to get a you know, a broad-based stroke of, you know, calls here for about eight hours and, and that's it. But, you know, depending on the type of business that, that you're running, what you really want is you want more granular information. And, and you know, no one, no one's able to work. Um, you know, no one's going to be at wet work and doing eight hours of purely productive work. You know, there's, there's, there's going to be, you know, um, ebbs and flows. And, and just to, to sort of set those expectations of, uh, sorry, with your employees um, about, you know, you know, you're not tracking the time for, you know, to, you know, basically be really precise in what you're going to pay them. Um, it's, it's really about, as a team, learning where, 
where time is being invested uh, in the business so that you can, you know, optimise and improve that going forward. And and realistically, I think, uh, you know, employees, uh, if they understand that, they're not on the same page and it's not sort of a policing type, type you know, approach that you're trying to, trying to achieve, then, you know, they... You know, they, they they want to be more efficient as well. It's you know, it's um you know that as you know they, they they're invested in the business too, and they want the business to do as well um, as it can. So, um you know, operating as a team to try and improve improve your efficiency of your workflow is uh, is is. Is kind of ideal. So you make it kind of a little bit like a game and you frame it around the conversation around being more efficient to get more out of your clients and being more profitable rather than you monitoring your staff. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I think obviously certain, certain industries and certain businesses, um, you know, you're tracking time for different reasons. Um, so obviously if you're, you know, you're a trader, you're, you know, you're tracking time on your job um, because you're going to charge the client, you know, that amount. Um, you know, and if, if you're, if you're uh, you know, in retail or hospitality, it's sort of time and attendance. So, you know, realistically, you know, you're paying the staffing before when they've shown up and when they're leaving. Um for you know, for, for, for my experience and, and, and for you know, for my business and my product, um, that's we're focused more around time recording and time tracking for office-based um, you know, professional services, and and for 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 those types of businesses, it's it's not a case of um, knowing that you know the you know, staff member showed up and, and left at the you know, at a precise time and, and they've done exactly eight hours. It's you know, it's about um, being able to, you know, to track granularly which client, you know, have they been working on, what what they've done, and, and almost treating it a bit like a like a like a history, or like a diary or a log of, of, of what's been what's been done throughout the day. Um, and yeah, I think uh, you know that's 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 really really beneficial. Now, monitoring time when you're working on client projects, that's pretty obvious. It gives you data. It helps you quote uh, next time you're working on a particular similar project. But why is it important to um, track your back-end processes as well? <laughs> Good question. Um, I mean, like like most business owners, I think, um, yeah, we, we tend to underestimate the amount of time that we spend, uh, you know, doing little things and, and uh, thinking about little things and, and making making small calls or quick meetings, and I think um, in some ways, obviously, uh, you know, you're always going to do those things. Um, and uh, I think there's, you know, there's, there's two benefits of sort of keeping track of that. Is one one is that you know it's kind of uh, you can see well, you know, you've actually you've actually put in a lot of effort, and uh, and you know, just to, and to feel good about um, the time that you've spent. Um, and the other thing is just to identify, you know, the certain tasks that you know, you could optimise and you say, actually, well, wow, I didn't realise I was spending, um, you know, two hours a week um, on bookkeeping, um, you know, and meanwhile I've got, you know, a backlog of emails that I need to get get through, um, you know, for new clients or new leads. Um, and it's kind of, you know, having just having the awareness of, of actually how much time overall are you spending on, on these areas which aren't necessarily... 
um, productively. That's right. And that's when you can start engaging with, you know, obviously um, contractors and consultants and people who can assist you with those different areas of your business. Um, and we always say here on Small Biz Matters that a great way to start with that, to work out which app you might want to use or which personnel you might want to use is to check in with your professional association um, and see what they suggest for your particular um, industry. So apps like Minute Doc, those of you who have just joined us here at Triple H, we're talking to Jared Armstrong, who's the CEO of Minute Doc, one of the most successful time tracking pieces of software that's used all over the world. And we're talking about tracking time, monitoring time, and really understanding time in your small business. Now, Jared, we've talked about why it's important to to look at your back end as well as your client work. What about the transition between, you know, we all start by charging what we think it is per hour. Uh, for example, what we think our time is worth per hour and we look at industry standards. How do you, why do you need time and that data of information in order to transition into more of a, um, a retainer fee based model? Um, yeah, that's, that's a good question. I mean, it comes back to, uh, in, in, terms of, in terms of the pricing, the pricing structure you use, uh, fundamentally, you know, you as, as the business owner, you're trying to extract you know the, the the value of your work. You know, time, the tracking, you know, charging by the hour is just uh, you know one way of, of recognizing what that value was. Um, in terms of you know kind of retainer or fixed price arrangements, you know, you still realistically it's still the same value of work. Um, and the I guess the risk is when you're not tracking, when you're not charging by the hour, um, there's a potential. For um, you know, you to essentially overinvest in a, in a client and actually spend too much time on the work, um, and just being a, being aware of of, of uh, you know of how much time you are spending um, on those those kind of projects um, helps you essentially to, you know, to reassess, you know, constantly reassess what you're charging um, and making sure you are being profitable. Yeah, um, and yeah, it makes a lot of sense because it's so important that you have that information in front of you before you make these major business decisions. Jared, we've come right up to the top of the half hour. Thank you so much for joining us here on Small Business Small Biz Matters. Tell us how people can find out more about Minute Doc. Yeah, you can find more about Minute Doc by visiting our website, minutedoc.com. Um, yeah, fantastic to, to be on the show. I really appreciate uh, appreciate uh, you having me on here. That's a pleasure. You've been listening to Small Biz Matters. You can, of course, catch up via our podcast at smallbizmatters.com.au, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, wherever you get them. There's over 160 educational podcasts just like this one.